Hey, y'all, and welcome back. It's your girl, Nikki D. Lovely. I know it's been a minute and I have not been posting like I should be, but I've been kind of, I'm not going to say in my feelings, but taking that moment that I was supposed to, to kind of get myself together. And the name of this podcast is actually called Why Are We Dating? And this was actually recorded when I went to go visit my friend in Mississippi over the summer. And we recorded this podcast and I've been staying very true to this. Uh, it basically says, why are we dating? Because after my little summer breakup, I realized I didn't need to be dating. And that's what I did. I took a break from that. And I've really just been trying to get my own self together and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So with all that being said, I thought it was still imperative that I share this very rich conversation um, because there are people who need to ask themselves some questions about dating and whether or not they've done the work within themselves. So without further ado. Welcome to Hello Me, It's Me, Vulnerable AF, a podcast hosted by Nikki D. Lovely. That's really just her diary disguised as a podcast, but who cares? You're here for it. Join in as she addresses her self-reflections on life, love and dating and gives us all the tea by being more vulnerable than she ever has with herself and the world. So let's get started in today's episode with Nikki D. Lovely, already in progress. Hello, beautiful people. Hello and welcome to Hello Me, It's Me, Vulnerable AF, a Nickety Lily podcast. I would like to thank you guys for being here. If you have not already followed, please go ahead and follow this podcast on Spotify. I think at this moment we're probably like five um, subscribers away from being partnered with Spotify. So if you would do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Also take the moment to rate this. Okay, let's go ahead and jump right into today's topic. I appreciate you guys being here. I know there are so many thousands, millions different podcasts you could be listening to, but you have decided to be here with me today and I greatly appreciate you. That all being said, today we are going to talk with my very best friend onto the podcast. We are going to be discussing... What are we discussing today? Why are we dating? Oh, why are we... <laughs> she said this to me. She said this to me. She tried to call me out, guys. She tried to call me out. Someone's like, why are we dating? So, yes. Today's podcast is going to be about dating. And when I tell you, because you guys know I hate this. I hate this part of it. And it's only because I've been dating with an open heart. Today we're going to be talking about kind of just getting back onto the dating scene. And you know that I have been completely hurt I think I was really more hurt about having to get back onto the dating scene. Like, it's not a good place to be. Like, it is chartered waters out here looking for Mr. Right or the husband or all this, whatever. And I realized, I realized that I'm not really looking for him anymore. It's like, okay, Nikki, what what did Ply say? Oh, honey. Honey attracts the bees. Right? Like, you, 
If you're the honey, you don't have to look for the bees. They come to you. Help me out here. What are we talking about today besides why are we dating? Because I know in the beginning, you didn't want me dating in the first place. And the reason why was because we had things to do. Yes. We had a purpose. Purposes. Purpose was the reason for not dating. <sighs> At the moment, there's something that God has called you to. Mm-hmm. Why are we putting a distraction before it? There's a place to be. There are goals to be met. Yes. There's something that you have to accomplish. There's something that you have to release <laughs> to the world. That's up. I feel so attacked right now. Why do you want to put in the distraction You're right. of dating? You know what it is? I think it's the procrastination in me. I think it's the I think the procrastination in me is like really coming forth so let's back up a little bit because a lot of people don't even know i have moved to louisiana from california with the sole purpose of just taking like a a year off to be grounded spiritually i'm one of those people that constantly has to be in control of everything i feel like i always needed to be in control and that year of being in louisiana was just for me to just be like up Do nothing, 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 release control. I had prayed about it and God was like, you need to learn just to be at peace where you are. After that year, I was supposed to start working on my projects, right? Right. I was supposed to start working on my projects. No F Boys Allowed has been five years now. I did that five years ago. It's been five years. And the next project I was supposed to be doing was, like, my poetry. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to be doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so. there's a lot. There's, there was a lot. So why are we dating? Right. So why are we dating? So you're right. So, but I think I got ahead of myself. I think I got a little bit ahead of myself because, listen, guys, I don't know if anybody else has been celibate for five years. And it, to be fair, it was easy. And I think it got easier as the years went on to just focus on myself. But here's the thing. You mentioned this before. After being celibate for five years, not just my train of thought, trying to go back to something you said yesterday. You know what? We've been in this space long enough. We've quote unquote learned about ourselves. (laughs) But it is a very stagnant space. I learned a lot about what I thought I needed for me and my girls and, you know, having that year off. But when you say, why are we dating? Maybe this goes back to the conversation we had last night where you told me, you know, God puts things into our lives so that we can learn from them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe the reason why I was dating was because I needed to grow. This was an activator. It was the activator that, yes! Yes. Because it was the hurt and the disappointment. Yes. From dating that sent you back to God. <laughs> it sent me back to being like, okay, I'm going to be celibate again for another five years. Yes. Oh my goodness. Just take it away, God. I, uh, I hate it. And so it, it was here. what you. <laughs> tried to get back into which is so amazing because when we try to go back to things that to places that we're not supposed to be those doors are closed and when we get there when we try to force the door open and be like i'm gonna be here then you only encounter hurt betrayal you encounter disappointing heartbreaking things that 
make you get out. Like, go back. Go back to what you said you came out here to do, to mm -hmm. begin with doing, right? Yes. Again, you said, why are we dating? And when you said, why are we dating? When you said that to me, my heart was hurting. Like, my heart was like, what do you mean, why are we dating? Like, we're dating because we've been celibate for five years. And it's, that's kind of where I was with that. I still do not regret that. Because, again, as you said, it was an, it was an activator for me mm -hmm. to kind of get to where I am now. Mm -hmm. And the other reason I felt like, because, you know, I told you I prayed about it the entire time. And he always said to me, just let him go. Enjoy this moment now. I never really understood it because I thought, I was like, God, what are you trying to say? Just don't worry about him whatsoever. And God's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is whatever you're going to go through is what needs to happen. And you need to be okay with it in order for you to get to where I need you to be. Right. So that's why when, like, when he left, I didn't pursue him. I didn't try to run after him. I was like, okay, God told me that whatever was going to happen, I needed to be okay with it. And I used the anxiety because I had a lot of emotions. I used that anxiety and I have poetry. Probably by the time this podcast is out, I probably would have put out like a couple of pieces mm -hmm. from that experience. But you know, since high school, I've been like a writer. I've been like, and you're a writer too, yes. but I'm really big on yes. poetry and performing poetry and I've always been a performer. But big on the arts. Big on the arts, mm -hmm. right? That's why I moved to Los Angeles. But then I have kind of men, and men have always done this to me. And I think that's why God is also saying, you're playing small, Nikki. Mm -hmm. Like, again, the peas and the potato. You're trying to make a can of peas fit when you need a baked potato to go with this big old steak you got going on. Mm -hmm. I've been playing small. Maybe, but I don't want to stop right now. Like, I actually do kind of like dating. I've decided I'm going to go into stuff as friends first. I felt like when I was pressuring myself to, like, find my husband, I got disappointed when he wasn't the one. Yes. Right? Because I said to myself, the next guy I'm with, he going to be the one. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. That's a lot of pressure to put on myself, too. Yes. So when it doesn't work out, you just said that that person was going to be your one. So now you're trying to make it fit because you said... He was going to be your one. Right. So I think I've decided I'm just going to, like, take a step back. And now it's going to be, like, all right, we're friends. That way I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. If you walk away from me, right. we were just friends. Exactly. I'm not forcing this. We need to have an intimate connection. Definitely not doing no friends and benefits. Right. No sex. And unless, like, I'm like, okay, you're proving you want to be my husband. And I want to be your wife. But otherwise, I think I was, it was just too much pressure. I was putting too, myself too much on the line too soon. Mm -hmm. But the other thing with that is I've been told that I love heart. That's just the type of person I am. So I think the other part is in knowing that being an empath and a person who loves hard, yes. I have to be very careful. I have to be very careful with who I allow in my circle. And yes. I learned that the hard way. Yes. And it's a lot of em empathetic people out here. Who have these takers in their lives mm -hmm. who continue to take and unfortunately I feel like what you have to learn and what I had to learn how to do is kind of shut the door on people mm -hmm. and also aside from shutting the door on people because that's the hard thing for me to do who you allow into your space to begin with yes 
we're talking about dating and why I always ask you, why are we dating? Yeah. Because you have moved to this place. Right. To cleanse, to reset, and to start over. Yeah. And you have prayed to God for him to release something to you, Mm -hmm. to to show you and to guide you and, and to give you the knowledge of what your purpose is. Right. Because you're so full of information. You're so full of knowledge and gifts. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Lord, where, God, where, where do I where, direct where, that energy? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so your move was a move of healing. Yeah. Self-discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just finding out what my purpose is. Like, what do I do with all of this that is inside of me? Because you have a lot. Right. <laughs> And so, it's like, why are we dating? Because now is not the time to be dating. Because you have a list of goals. I still have that, so much to focus like, on. The to-do list is a long it's list. It's very long. And so, what happens is, once you started, and once you said, this is how the the universe had started working. Right. From my observation of you. You were like... <laughs> This is what I need to do. Right. This is what I'm going to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> We're praying for it. We're claiming it. Right. We're getting ready to walk. As soon... I remember you, this. As soon as you started doing what you were supposed to do, it was like... Um, it's like, where are these guys come, coming from? You know, like... They came from oh, nowhere. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. It's like, now everybody is trying to connect yes. with you. And I'm like, those are distractions. Oh, but the, they were so intense. They were so intense. They're, they weren't normal men yes. that I normally, like, get involved with. Because I've been single for so long. These men were so intense. Yes, and they were... You know, like they're like we can say we'll say made men. Yeah. You know, like good jobs. Yeah. Not jobs, careers. Right. You know. Right. Homeowners, like they got they have their stuff together. Yeah. So this is not like this little boys. These right. are real men. Right. That are coming into view. Oh, I'm, that want to date you. Yeah. But they still have. They had issues. issues. Yeah, they had issues. Trauma. Lots of trauma. Childhood trauma. A lot of it. And hurts and things that were left undone. Like that, that, so. that they had not dealt with. I know. It's crazy because even I said, I say even now, it's like I had the book No F-Boys Allowed, right? I even went back and reread the book and I'm like, wow, these were just, I don't want to call them F-Boys. But what happens is, because even I was an F-girl with some unhealed trauma. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we don't even know. We say we want one thing and we don't even know mm-hmm. that our unhealed trauma is take, is what's keeping us from getting that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I even looking at these guys, I was like, okay, they seem ready. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I was trying to date them. Was I'm like, oh, these are ready men. Yeah. But then, as I get to know them, I'm like, ooh... So we won't call them F boys. No, we won't call them F boys. Can we call them Lost Boys? We can call them Lost Boys. Okay. Definitely. Because yeah. there's some there's a space in there where it's like the unhealed trauma, I yeah. feel that was what was holding mm-hmm. especially, you know, one of the guys I was talking to holding and I'm sure both of them, you know, because at the end mm-hmm. of the day what happens a lot of people shut down because they aren't able to communicate. They are able to push through that traumatic trigger. Yeah. You know? So. And one thing that I did notice mm-hmm. um, is that 
we can call them lost boys because it's like they're navigating this dating thing and this love thing. Just like me, though. But they <laughs> didn't have a, like, they didn't have anything to glean from. Mm. So when you're looking at background mm-hmm. and the way that they were raised, and not saying that it was a bad way, but the way that love was, mm. like, to their mother right. or and their father. Right. And so the example That's that true. they needed was not there. It wasn't there. And I always said in my next relationship, and this is those things when you write down stuff and you're like, what did I like about this person? Because everything wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, there was a lot right. of good stuff. That's the reason right. why I stayed. Mm-hmm. But there were some things where I was like, okay, I want them to have had a good example of what love should be. Right. Not that people who have not had an example can't figure that out, yeah, right? Right. But they have to be committed to the process of healing. You have to be open. Open to it, yeah. at least. You have to be open to it. And most of the guys I talked to were like, I was like, well, have you had any therapy or any work? You know, mm-hmm. like, and then there's like, therapy? I'm black. Right. I don't go to therapy. That's why you need therapy. And then, yeah, and I'm like, one guy especially like my first the first guy he definitely needed to go yeah you know and so i know why that didn't work out the Mm -hmm. second one though i think i'm not sure i don't think he had any either and he had a lot of traumatic things that have happened to him Mm -hmm. even in the short period that we discussed those things i was like whoa whoa because if even that had happened to me i feel like i would have needed to have something to talk you know because like you know you know the stuff that i've been through and i haven't even mentioned that on the podcast yet but the stuff some of the things that i've went through i needed therapy for and i didn't go and i think that's the reason why i wound up in this black this gray haze cloud for so long because i was trying to take all this stuff with me Mm -hmm. that should have been left at the door right you know what i'm saying it was like and it's also a physical thing too because when i realized (laughs) that's so funny to say that when i moved to louisiana i had so much stuff to get rid of i had two storage units full of stuff right because what happens is we bring all this baggage we bring physical it turns into physical things yes that we cannot release Mm -hmm. right and I've gotten to a place now where I've learned to let things go so well that now I'm like, oh, no, get rid of that stuff. Get that to goodwill. I don't need that. And when you go through the things, mm-hmm. you realize you're trying to hold on to a memory in physical form. Yes. Or, and or, you're not ready to process, because this is what my thing was, mm-hmm. you're not ready to process the things right. yet. Which means you're also not ready to process the memories Mm -hmm. yet you're not ready to process the breakdowns the like going back through that time and but to be able one of the things i realized when i was able to go through that get rid of that stuff that physical stuff Mm -hmm. that's when i realized okay i'm healing like i'm we're good i think we may be good now like we may be able to press forward through this i don't know how i got onto that but that's just kind of like where my brain just went all of a sudden but yeah just the physical holding on to things is one of those things that shows the mental stuff that you're holding on to yeah the dating part was again as we always talk about i think it was a major distraction yes for me however it is possible 
today. Yeah. But what you don't want to do is put dating before purpose. Right. Yes, because I was Contrary to popular religious belief, we, not everyone was made to be married. Yeah, I don't think so either. And so, we But my husband's out there. Mine too. (laughs) Sorry for you guys who... Sorry for sorry for the other people who yeah. are not made to be with anyone. Yeah. God has something great for you. He will supply all of your needs and your happiness. God is the joy, the joy and the strength of your life. Um, but you know, every not everyone was made to be married, right? But we all long for companionship. Yeah. But what we have to realize it is that. There's an order mm-hmm. to dating. Yes. And I'm learning that. My my thing is right now at the point that I am where I am and where you should be too. Mm-hmm. Which is why I always say, Why are we dating? Yeah. Right. Is that there's a much more important issue, a much more important task at hand that requires our attention. Yes. And it's so important that we can't be distracted right, right now right. because this is purpose, yeah. calling. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us that the world is eagerly awaiting our arrival. Right. So all of the stuff that you've been through mm-hmm. and all the knowledge that you have attained through these hardships, these hard situations, these relationships, all of that knowledge that you have acquired is to the good, to the benefit of helping someone else. Right. And so what you have on the inside of you needs to be poured out onto the earth. Mm-hmm. And so trying to throw love and dating in the mix, that can't be at the top of your to-do list. Mm-hmm. It really can't be. Yeah. How long is your list? Like, we're going to put that a, a little bit closer to the bottom. Yeah. You know, don't even put it on the to-do list. Let's just put it to the side. Yeah. It's like, okay, God, when it happens. Yeah. But if you are going to date, then you have to, we have to understand that there's an order to dating. Yeah. And follow that order. And like you said, starting with friendship. Yeah. You know, like a platonic friendship. This is us just wanting to be friends to each other, to be iron sharpening iron, to be there to help each other because we're going in the same direction in the same direction right you know we're moving towards Mm -hmm. the same goals and so when you're looking to date someone and even in this season in the age that you're in you can only afford to couple yourself like and i'm talking about family and friends any relationship business relationship you can only afford to couple yourself with people who are headed in the same direction Mm -hmm. as as far as where your destiny is going because the reason that we've we got off track. Yep. Was because we had partnered with someone whose whose destiny was not going in the same That's direction right. as ours. Yep. And so we were unequally yoked. Yeah. So in this season we have to make sure that we're equally yoked right. in every situation, in our business relationship, in our personal relationships, family. Yeah. You know, we just have to make sure that we are equally yoked and that that the people that you are gleaning from and that are gleaning from you and that you're sharing and exchanging energy with is going in the same direction like we have the same end goal yeah that's true and so we really have to follow like like the order of dating Mm -hmm. and so 
I love I, I love the story of Ruth and Boaz because when she met the rich man <laughs> that took her all of her issues and her problems away. We talked about David's grandma. <laughs> she she was gleaning in the field. Mm-hmm. So that means that she was working, providing for herself and, and doing a work mm. when he When he arrived. When he arrived. Mm-hmm. And so Lord, where is my Boaz? Okay. <laughs> and so he told his servants to leave something behind for Mm -hmm. her so he added Mm. to her as she was working so he was a benefit to her Mm -hmm. in helping her in what she was working on at the moment but the risk that we run when we start when we get in relationships when we are not walking in the fullness of who God has called us to be is that we find ourselves yoked to people who may not be designed for the next season of our Man, lives. Man, that's a word. And so yeah. you're looking for someone while you're in on a certain this season, level, on this level, right? On this, not say, on a level where you're called to be, which is much higher, right? Yes. And so you run the risk of yoking yourself to someone who does not want to be on that level, yeah. who's not going to that level. That's or, true. You know what I'm saying? And so trauma bonds, you find yourself unequally yoked. The last to, guy said he wasn't leaving New Orleans no matter what unless a Category 8 storm came through. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to be in Louisiana for the rest of my life. Exactly. Yeah, so. Because it's not where your destiny ends. Right. Like, had you been in that relationship, yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to get married, have kids. Yeah. Now you're trying to figure out how am I going to convince this guy to move when destiny is calling me to, to do another other place. Stuff. I was literally, when I think about it, trying to fit this mold of like, how can I be like the perfect little helpmate mm-hmm. for this person? Like, it wasn't even about me anymore. It was just like, and again, and I've written so many poems about this, about quote unquote, looking for my hero, looking for the knight in shining armor. And it's like, wait, no. Again, like in our last podcast, when you were like the person that you are to you who you're looking for, basically. Mm-hmm. I have to be to me who I'm wanting someone else to be for me. No one's going to come rescue me. And I know we all want that rescuer mm-hmm. to come. But again, I want someone who's going to add to me right. as well. Not me just like, how can I be his helpmate? And if I think about what he could have did for me, I'm like, what the hell is he doing for me? Exactly. <laughs> you, you you have to think about what you are called to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I am called to higher. Rape. I have yes. a big calling I'm, on my life. I'm called to greater. Yeah. I'm called to higher. I'm called to more. Yes. And here I am with someone who is here I am trying to downplay I was. my importance of who God has called me to be, yeah. to fit into a mold of what this person needs. Yes, or what he wanted. Right. Yeah, and I'm so, I realize I've done that a lot in my life, which is, again, mm-hmm. why I've been very careful about who I even allow into my life. So I think, too, like when you were saying, like the type of men that I was dating this, time is kind of oh well this is the type mm-hmm. of man that I should be dating so I still need to fit into a certain no no 
I was still constraining myself. Remember, I had that relationship before, after the marriage, where when I left that marriage, it was a very, not marriage, when I left that relationship, it was a very affectionless relationship where he had OCD, so he didn't like touching and kissing and all that. And so I literally felt when I got out of there, I had been released out of a cage. Mm -hmm. Like the first relationship that I got into, the guy touched me and held me and I was like, oh, and kissed me. And I was like, wow, I haven't had this for a while. I didn't even realize I liked that stuff. I didn't even realize I was an affectionate person. People would be like, are you an affectionate person? No, not really. The reason why was because of who I was with. Right. He didn't like affection, so I didn't give it to him. Mm -hmm. But then when I got out of that, I realized, especially being in these last relationships, Mm -hmm. I'm a very affectionate person. I like to be held. I like Mm -hmm. to give kisses. I like to be touched. I didn't know that about myself, really. Yes. I thought from the last relationship that, oh, you know, I didn't like any of this stuff. But no, I was, again, putting myself in this cage, Mm -hmm. trying to please someone that I was with. And so I feel like before I start dating now, I really need to understand, and I even say this. So it's kind of crazy that this even is a thing for me, is what is it I really want, Mm -hmm. really, really, really want, the non-negotiables, and do not negotiate on those whatsoever. Right. If I see the red flag, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I say this in my book. It's okay. He could be a good guy mm-hmm. and still not be the guy for you. They could be a good woman and still not be your woman. Mm-hmm. But you have to be okay with allowing them to go on yes. to find who they're meant to be with. Mm-hmm. And so you can also find who you're meant to be with. Yes. It is very important to know your love language. Oh, yeah. Well, mine are all five, so I like they're all mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And if someone is not giving you what what you need, what we often see as red flags, what what we call red flags, right? At the begin at the beginning of a relationship, once those relationships turn upside down, oh, at the end of the relationship, and you go back and you assess those things, you those see are that the those, reasons, right? Those red signs were, were the stop, reasons. Those red flags were, were the stop, stop signs. signs that we chose yeah. to ignore. Right. So it's like get off this ride now. Yes. Deep curve hit. Get off now. Yes. And still don't though. <laughs> and I had so many, and those are the main reasons that happened in the end. Like even the last one, the the past guys that I never talk about again, but whatever we're talking about now. He basically cut off his whole family. And when I first heard that, I was like, oh, no, this dude cuts off people and has no problem being able to emotionally disconnect from people. And then I mentioned it to him. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I just feel like friends are better than family sometimes. I'm not not to say that I'll do it to you. Of course, he's not going to say he's going to do it to me. Right. Just first talking to me on the phone. Right. But he's cut his whole freaking family off. Who's to say he's not going to cut me off? Well, okay. Guess what happens at the end? Mm-hmm. Just get the whole cut off. Just cut. Just off. cut the off. Like what? And How that did was this yeah. But when I first heard that, I said that is going to come back to haunt me. Mm-hmm. That's coming back. Red flag. Yeah. I say where there is smoke, there is a fire. Mm. And it may not be a fire right now. Right. But if there is smoke, if it's not addressed or or handled. Right at that moment, then it has the potential to turn into a fire and, and blow up. I call myself, quote-unquote, addressing it. Mm-hmm. I think, too, what I'm learning is to still trust myself a little mm-hmm. bit more. 
But you know, we still want to give people the benefit of doubt. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing. But my new thing now is, okay, cool. You cut them off. Why? Because the reason why it wasn't really good enough for me, to be mm-hmm. honest. The reason why it wasn't good enough for him to cut off his family. Because, right. you know, some people, I understand, like, they right. have some things going on in their family. They deserve to be cut off. Right. The reason for the cutoff didn't make sense to me. I'm like, okay, his ego wasn't being fed. Yeah. That's really why he cut them off. His ego wasn't being fed. And that also comes back around, I feel like, to the reason why we're not talking now either. Because I wasn't feeding his mm-hmm. ego enough. Right. You didn't need him in yes. the way that he wanted to be. Yeah needed yeah. you know like right yeah his everything he, like he's your everything yeah you're, no you're not and so when you didn't feed into that like when he saw that you were self-sufficient yeah that was a big one it's like i'm not dating you for your money i'm not dating you because you have a, a house a nice house and a nice car i'm not dating you for material things mm-hmm. you know i have my own mm-hmm. things i have my own life right when he saw that you didn't, that those things didn't make you bend That's or true. bow. Right. Yeah. It was a problem. Right. That was. And I even think about some of the little things he would say. You know, like even when we were at the house, he like, oh, I can't just get you any kind of gift. You got to have like Louis Vuitton or, or you know, just because I had a couple of designer things out. He's like, oh, you know, I can't just get you any type of thing. And then like, I remember one day I was over and I was reading a book. And he was like, oh, you read books. You're trying to upscale me or something. You're going to upscale me. Got me a book reader. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah, I read books. Right. You know, I like nice things. Okay. I'm not going to apologize for any of those things. Right. That's who I am. And, you know, if you want to be upgraded, then fine. But sometimes there are some things you're going to have to do when you try to get the upgrade. Right. Like, and there's some things I'm not going to do. Because I'd already lowered myself enough at this point trying to fit into this little box that I didn't, was never supposed to fit in Mm -hmm. to begin with. What happens when you get involved in those type of relationships? We create soul ties. Yeah. And there's a spiritual exchange. And so what I even said that. And so what I noticed was you have never been lacking confidence. You have never been like, Mm. like, you have never questioned your self-worth. Ooh. Like, once we bounced back, we were back. Ooh. And so, we were at a point of, all right, now, God has revealed it to me, what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And it's, I'm, it's time to go forward. Let's right. move them out. Okay? Right. Forward march. And so, when you did start dealing with him, when you started dating him, yeah, I could see mm. there was an insecurity there. Mm. But I'm like... Nikki, yeah. why are you feeling this? Or you would say something. And I'm like, why are you feeling that? You don't feel that way. Yeah. And so what it was was this, the spiritual exchange between you and him. And you were taking on his insecurities. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, I've nev- always been a very confident person. Yeah. And then if I'm not in a relationship, I'm definitely super confident oh you can't tell me nothing you know right. you know you can feel that way i know i'm not for everybody right. but at the same time you never tell me how i feel about myself yes right yeah. but i will say with the guys that i had been with aside from a couple it was a insecurity i didn't feel that with the guy before him right. was there insecurity with him mm. i don't feel like there was anything with him no wasn't any clarity yeah 
he was not available. That's the thing. He wasn't emotionally he available. Wa- he was not emotionally he, at, at all. all. At all. And, and then with his job, yes, you know, he was so into his his career, yes, and and so high strung like so much during trauma. the week, yeah. like he really could only carry on a conversation like on the weekend, yeah, like Saturday and Sunday, right. and on those two days, he he wasn't, and he still wasn't present. Yeah. Yeah, he still wasn't present there. Because he was using that to kind of decompress himself, I right. think. And he was like, well, this is my time. This is me time. Right. Like, what I need to talk to her for. He was very much an avoidant when we talk about, you yeah. know, relationship styles. He was an avoidant. He was confident. Like, he was he was very confident yeah. in, his, in himself. So, that wasn't projected yeah, onto you. Yeah, that's true. So, you didn't you didn't. So, I that. wasn't able to absorb that is what you're saying for right. him. You're right. I... And he was very mature about his communication skills, yeah. too. Because even at the end, like, even though he had a, a time where he's like, listen, I need to go. He, he even told me he needed to go ghost, in a way. You right. know, he's like, I need some time to myself. I'm probably going to mm-hmm. be gone for about a week, and then I'll catch up with you later. Right. Or when he came back, he's like, I'm sorry. I left for a couple of days. I really needed that time to myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus this other guy you're right. I didn't pick up on it, I think, because I was so attracted to him. And I tend mm-hmm. to do this a lot with men I'm attracted to. I don't see their flaws. Yeah. I don't see them. Mm-hmm. And then they can even verbalize them to me in a way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're, okay. you're so handsome. Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> like, why do you feel like this? It's like when guys tell me, I'm beautiful, but I'm feeling insecure. Like, during those last 30 days, like, when I was, like, trying to get over the heartbreak. Yeah. I was like, Nikki, you're beautiful. Like, I would love to go out with you. I would love to take you on a date. And I'm like, mm, thanks. You're nice. Right. You're being so kind. <laughs> I appreciate you trying to help us, sus- a ugly sister. <laughs> you know? I'm tickled. <laughs> like, they just lying to me. Like, you just telling me whatever it is I want to hear. <laughs> But now I understand. I'm like, no, Nikki, you're beautiful yes. inside and out. And even if you're not drop dead ten gorgeous, you are on the inside. Yeah. So and that filters through. So it's like, and I'm not no ugly duckling. And an aspect of that, which is what we should have talked about on the healing mm-hmm. podcast, but we'll throw we it in right here. Um, okay. uh, an aspect of that is because. When you start healing, like your appearance changes. Ah, yes. And so that the 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 mending and the putting back together starts working spiritually, and it starts to manifest yes. in the natural. So and, and so yes. you may feel like <laughs> because I like when I left and went to Kroger, like there was a guy that was looking at me, and I was like, dude, no, this is oh the worst. And when you look the worst, yes. and, and they look at you, and you're like, what are you looking at? What? And they love you in your natural state. They're like, well, you're a natural yeah. beauty. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like healing looks good. Yes. On us. It does. Going back to that, because you know, this past, the, the, during my 30 days of quote unquote healing, I told you I was having these bags under my eyes I couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to my a dermatologist, and she goes to me, and she goes, um, I say, is there anything you can do to fix these bags under my eyes? I'm like, I'm willing to pay you anything, because I had talked to someone in L.A. They were like, oh, you can put fillers in your cheeks, and you can get rid of them eye bags. I was like, really? I was like, how much? It's like $2,000. I said, 
okay. It would be worth it. Okay. So I go to my dermatologist and I say, man, I got these bags in my eyes. I don't know what to do. She said, have you been taking your allergy medication? And I was like, no, actually I have not. She said, that's what you need to start doing. Because you're coming from L.A. to Louisiana. It's yeah. different types of pollens. Your sinuses and your nasal cavities or whatever. Your face is... Elevation change. T- everything's Everything. different. Yeah. And she said, and I can almost promise you, I can almost guarantee you that's what it is. If you take your Flonase and your antihistamines daily, you're going to be good. Y'all, earlier t- t- this morning, <laughs> I told my girlfriend, I told her, I said, I said, Poochie. <laughs> I told her the same story. And she said... Well, you know, also healing makes you look good. It looks good on you. And I didn't think about the fact that 30 days have passed. Actually, it's been almost two months now. 30 days plus 19. 30 plus 20. It's been 50 50 days. Hmm. Apart from the healing, girlfriend, I went to go see my grandmother. I went to go see my auntie. And then I came here to see you. And again... I said when I got in that car, you know, where the hell I was going? I was going to the beach, but I said right. I prayed on it the night before. And God said to me, go see your family and your friends. Go see them. And my, and my daughter said, go see Poochie. And I was like, eh, that's a six-hour drive. I don't know if I want to go do that. Got in the car, and God was like, you're going to go see your family. Go You're going to go see your friends. <laughs> And so that's what I did. And when Poochie said to me, she says, "It looks your face looks nice, and healing looks good on you." I was like, "You know what? I happiness. Yeah, happiness. Oh yeah, looks good on me. Being yeah. around people I love. Yes, looks good on me. And I think the other thing is when you're in this single season and you're just by yourself and you don't really have anybody yeah. around." A hug on your kids, on mm-hmm. you, tell you they love you every day. Yeah. You really need your family. You really need your friends. Yeah. I don't have anybody in Louisiana, so and then the girls are in California. So I really just been sitting with myself. Yeah, sitting by myself. Oof. I was going through the heartbreak, the pain by myself, and I was like, I'm about to go to the beach and be by myself. <laughs> nope. No, you're not. God said, no, you're not. <laughs> I even said to myself, I'm going to go to the beach and be my son and just be depressed on the beach. Right. Like, what am I doing? But then, it, that sounded like a better vacation if I'm going to spend the same amount of money. Right. Than going to see family and friends. So I say. But at the end of the day, I think that was that was the best decision I could have made from my soul. Yes. For my face. Yes. Because <laughs> healing, healing look good on me. Yes. And I was thinking when I was coming back, I was like, I got to tell her, I'm so glad that she came just to spend 24 hours with me. Like, my whole demeanor, like, this morning, taking the kids and dropping them off. It was like, when I was on the way back, I was like, oh, my friend is waiting on me. (laughs) I feel so good. It's like, I got somebody waiting on me. They came just to see me. Yes. Because we're we're kind of in the same boat, even though this is home. Yeah, it's like um, just just because people are family, it's like like what you really need is a tribe, mm. and so you have to have your village, you yes. have to have your tribe, you have to have your people, mm-hmm. and so I have people, mm-hmm. but like you're a right person. Mm. Yeah, stop. 
So, you're my person. Mm. And so, like, when you're not here, I don't have a person. Yeah. It's like I have people. I have family. I have help. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't have, like, a person. Right. Like, that I share everything. Mm, I don't have anyone here that that I have the conversations with that I have with you. Yeah. And so, it's like, just to be here to exchange yeah. I just really feel like it's going to be like this is this is like energy yeah like creating mm-hmm. right. energy yeah. for us to to walk not only to walk but to take yes. off running into yes. what God has called us into so yes. it's like a it's like a it's a big boost indeed and it's funny that you even mentioned it because this morning when you said that you were like oh I have somebody to come. My friend's waiting for me, right? I remember also seeing God say, you see, it was more than just you seeing your family. This is more than just you seeing your friend. There's more to this that you don't even understand. And again, when I tell you, when I got in that car, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where (laughs) I was going. I've just been listening to God, literally. Right. I've just, he said, rent a car. Okay, God. I'm just listening. Okay. He said, get a dog to to Rover. Yeah. I don't, y'all, I don't trust my dog with nobody. She don't park with I don't, the dog comes with me. I was going to take him to the beach. They said, put him in the Rover. God, I said, God, this is my one companion. That's her person. That's my person. <laughs> Aside from you. That's right. That's my person. Because that's all I had. Yeah. I said, me y'all i did a whole podcast about how, why i kept the dog because when, when uh the f boy left me i had the dog with me yeah. i said this is my person i said this is my person lord he said put it away <laughs> i got things for you to do i said okay i put the dog up still did not know where i was going right. and then too to even be like okay from my grandparents house am I going to go see my friend who's two and a half hours away from yeah. her which is still give me six hours back to the house cause that ain't nothing you're two hours away up the road go yeah. up the road yeah. I say okay and then I said and then Poochie because here's the thing we wouldn't even be talking right now because we've been kicked out this out of this hotel room cause you ain't coming in until like 11 o'clock when it was time for me to get kicked out right so I was late Right, right. I mean, fashionably late, but so used to it. So this morning, God, just get another, just get another day. Poochie said it last night. She goes, maybe you could have stayed an extra day. And then she's like, but how long would that be? That would be like a six-hour drive back. And so I looked at it. It was five and a half. And I said, that just means I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Y'all know I don't like to wake up for nobody. I don't wake up for nothing. But I prayed on it. I said, get the extra day. Spend the extra day with your friend. Y'all got things to do. Y'all got things to do. And whatever you need to do to make sure she gets it done, to help you get it done, you need to do that. Whatever it costs, you need to do that. Do it. So that's what we're doing. And you know I love you. I love you too. You know I love you so much. And so that's that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We were talking about dating. Now we started talking about friendship. <laughs> and friendship being more important than the men that break our hearts in our lives at the end yes. of the day. Guess what? Yes. When we don't have them, we still have each other. Yes. So. So why are we dating? So. Ah!
That's right. Listen, yes. I, I had to throw that in there. I, the, the for now. Right. The for now. Because God sent the husband. Because listen, the husband's I am, coming. I'm waiting. I have plans for him. Listen, the wedding. Listen, I'm not going to do that. Because oh. you know how, wait, wait, I'm not going to do that. Because you know some people, they, they they don't even have a husband, but they're already planning the whole wedding. Yes. And they're just waiting for anybody. And I don't want to be in that position again. So. It's like. It's like just add water. Yeah, just, just add, just a, add husband. a husband. Yeah, just add a husband. Look, guy, just show up. He's coming. Let's not even think about that. So we're yes. not going to talk about it. Why are we dating? <laughs> Why are we dating? Why are we dating? Okay, I love yes. it. Why are we dating? So on that note, guys, you guys have heard it from my bestie. I cannot be on the dating scene anymore until y'all see this this movie that's about to come out. Yeah. Before y'all see these two books that are about to be placed out. The All these poem trees. These poems that are about to be placed out there. Y'all like, yes. oh, that's Nikki. Yes. That's Nikki. Yeah, that's me. Yes. That's me. And then you have some things that you're working on as well. Yes. That you have to also be doing. Yes. That I'm going to be your cheerleader on the side. Yes. In the middle. Through whatever you need. Yes. We already know. Because it's not just me with the purpose. It's both of us. Absolutely. And whatever we need to do to get it done, we're going to get it done. Yes. So why are we dating? So why are we dating? Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, guys. On that note, I would like to thank you guys for showing up and showing out. Make sure if you haven't already followed the podcast, please go ahead and follow. As well as go ahead and rate your girl five stars. I would truly appreciate it. I'm only a couple of followers away. Probably by the time this podcast comes out, I'll be good. But you know what? I can still use as many followers as I can so that we can go ahead and partner with Spotify and get that ad revenue. Again, appreciate you being here and supporting your girl. And until next time, I will see you. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Hello Me, It's Me with Nikki D. Lovely. Just remember, you can't change who you were yesterday, but you can always learn and grow to become a better version of yourself today. So make sure you do the mental work today for the future you tomorrow, and I will see you next week. And in the meantime, make sure that you check me out on my Instagram at Nikki D. Lovely or one underscore broke underscore mama. You can also find me at NikkiDLovely.com and check out my book, No F Boys Allowed. I also have a poetry book coming out pretty soon, so just a little shameless plug. But either way, I will see you guys next time, and thanks again.